Tale of the Manticore. Bonus material. Introducing One Shot in the Dark. Hi, this is John, the creator of Tale of the Manticore. Today I'm happy to announce the release of a project I've been working on these last few months. It's a little one-shot RPG that can be played solo or with up to four players. Like my podcast, I never really thought I'd be making uh, anything like this. The idea popped into my head one day and uh, it just didn't go away, so I started to write it down and little by little, it turned into a finished game. People often ask me how they can support Tale of the Manticore, since I don't use Patreon or Ko-fi or anything like that. And I've always said that the best way is to spread the word, either by rating or reviewing or just recommending the show. Those are all great and I appreciate everyone who helps out in those ways. But now there is a new way. This game is now posted on DriveThruRPG and I've set the price at $1.50. I wanted to make it inexpensive because the game itself is small and light and really it's just a snack. It can be played in full in about an hour, often less. Unlike Tale of the Manticore, One Shot in the Dark is light in tone. It's not related to the game in any other ways other than I made it and it channels classic fantasy tropes and its rules light. I hope you enjoy it. Over the next few minutes, I'm going to do an actual playthrough of the first of three levels that make up the full game. Instead of explaining all the rules here, I'll just explain them as I go. You'll quickly see how simple the game is. To begin, I need a paper, a pencil, my dice, and a deck of cards. The deck is divided into the four suits and mini decks are shuffled. I've already done that, so let's move on. I'll grab my paper and pencil. Next, I'll write my four characters, and these are the same every game I play at the top, along with their starting hit points. A fighter with eight hit points, a cleric with six, a wizard with four, and a thief with four. Finally, I'll choose spells for my casters from a short list. Bless for the cleric, and Blast for the wizard. Okay, we're ready to begin. Most of play uses the hearts deck. I'll simply choose the top card. So that first card is a two. Okay, with the two of hearts, I'm going to check my The Caverns table and look that up. And it says there is a T-junction tunnel. And so that's how my map's going to begin. I'll uh, maybe imagine that there's a winding set of stairs that goes down into this tunnel. Could be something else, could be a cave. But the first thing is a T-junction. So I'm just going to draw that on my map. The dimensions don't matter. You just make it up. And with nothing else to do, I'm going to draw another one. The next card is a nine of hearts. So let me just look that up. It says a creature sleeping quarters with two exits. All right, so I'm going to take the, I don't know, the left uh, junction of that T-tunnel and I'll draw on a cavern of any size. It doesn't matter. And it's going to have two exits in addition to the one that we came through. So I'm making mine circular, but yours could be oblong or any shape you wanted. Uh, and let's see, there's more here. It says, creature sleeping quarters, two exits. If your thief is alive, save to sneak through. On a fail, draw a monster card. Okay, my thief is alive because we just started the game. And this brings us to a saving throw. A saving throw is uh, just like in most uh, role-playing games. It's a roll to have good luck or uh, avoid damage or something bad. So um, in this game, all saving throws are rolled on a d20 and you just need an 11 or better. Uh, 1 to 10 is a fail and 11 to 20 is a success. Here we go. I got a 3, that's a fail. 
What does that mean? It means that the monsters have been woken up, and so on a fail, draw a monster. Now the monsters use a different table and a different deck. They use the diamond deck. So I'm gonna use my other mini deck and draw a new card. I've got a queen of diamonds. So now I'm gonna look at my monsters table, which should be uh, right beside the caverns table and really easy to just glance at. All right, the queen of diamonds says four giant filth rats, three hit points each, they do a d4 of damage. So I'm just gonna draw four rats quickly on my map and I'll indicate their hit points uh, off to the side somewhere. Three hit points each. Three, 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 and three. And so this brings us to uh, combat. And so combat is quick and can be quite strategic. Typically I'll just roll all of the dice at the same time instead of uh, in turn. Uh, but you can do whatever you prefer. Um, in one shot in the dark, the character or the, the player, uh, they always go first. So uh, there's no initiative role, or you could think of it as the player always wins the initiative. So I'm gonna pick up one attack die for each of my characters, and the attack die is the same as their hit die. So a fighter has a D8 hit die, and so they roll a D8 for their attack die. A cleric has a D6, and so they'll attack with a d6. Both the wizard and the thief have a d4 for a hit die, and so their attack die is also a d4. To keep things extremely easy and fast, uh, a roll of a four or better, no matter what die, is considered a hit. So fighters will hit a lot more often, uh, thieves and wizards will hit very seldom, and it just kind of evens out that way. So I pick up all four dice for all my four characters in my hand, and I'm just gonna roll them all. I'm scanning them now to see if there are any fours. I got a four on the D6, and I got a four on a D4. The D8 and another D4 were both um, misses with a one on each of those. I'll put those to the side. I'm gonna re-roll the D6 and the D4 that scored a hit. I'll roll them together. And I've got a four and a three. So uh, that means I can take out two of these rats. The four kills one of them in one blow, and the three kills another one in one blow. There are two rats left, and now it's their turn to attack my characters. And so because they are a, a D4 damage monster, their attack roll is the same as their damage roll. So monsters work a little bit differently than characters do, but everything is very, very simple. They've got a D4 for damage, and so their attack roll is the same as their damage roll. Now looking at this table, I can see that the giant filth rats also have a special quality, which is diseased. So if I follow that asterisk down, I can see that for this special ability, on each hit I need to roll a d20, and if I'm unlucky enough to get a 1, one of my characters is diseased, and their maximum hit points is reduced by half until the next level. Yeesh, let's hope that doesn't happen. So I'm going to pick up two d4 for the two remaining giant rats, I'm going to roll them, and it's the same, if they score four, they hit me. I have a three and a one, they don't hit me at all, and now we're into round two. I'm gonna pick up all four of my dice. That's two D4, a D6, and a D8 for all of my characters. Roll them all together. Scanning them for fours, I've only rolled one four, and once again, it's the cleric. He's a bit of a bruiser. Uh, I'll roll that D6 again and see if I can take out one of these rats. 
I've got a two, which means uh, I don't take out one of the rats, but I reduce them to one hit point. There's still two rats left, and they are going to roll their 2d4 to try and hit me. Ooh, bad luck. Ugh, okay, I've got two fours. Oh boy, what are the chances? I'm taking two hits. I'm going to re-roll these d4 to see what the damage is. I've got a one and a two, so that's not so bad. I could spread those out among any characters that I want, or I could give them all to a single character. There's three points of damage to distribute. I'm going to give one point to the cleric. Taking him from a 6 to a 5, write that on my sheet, and I'm going to take uh, 2 points of damage, I'm going to give that to the fighter, taking him from an 8 to a 6. Now I can't forget that these rats are diseased, and that there is a 1 in 20 chance that on a hit they will disease one of my characters. So I'll need to roll a d20 2 times, 1 for each of those hits. Uh, here's the first roll, if I get a 1, that's bad news. I got a 6 and... Oh. A one. Wow, incredible bad luck. One of my characters is diseased. I'm going to say that the cleric, who was hit for one point, is diseased. Um, and so he'll go down actually to three hit points, which is half of his maximum of six. Wow, these dungeons are dangerous places. Somebody should put a sign up. We're in a new round of combat now. I pick up all of my dice, roll them all together, and hopefully, of course, I'm hit. I didn't. None. No hits. There isn't a single four on any of these four dice that I rolled. Well, that's my bad luck. Now it's the rat's turn. I've scored a hit for the rats. Just one of them, though. So I'm going to roll a d4 again. And I've got three points of damage. I'm going to give that to the fighter. He's down to three hit points and is hurting pretty badly. And I need to roll that d20 again to see if the fighter is diseased. Here we go. A three. Not a good roll, but I'm safe. Okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice again, because it is a new round. I've got lots of hits here. Both of my d4s scored a hit, and my d8 scored a hit. Uh, the d6 was a miss with a three. So I can pick up my two d4 and my d8, roll them all together, and look at the damage all at once. I've got a two, a three, and a one. Well, that's enough to kill all of the remaining rats, and combat is over, and it's just like that. Okay, it looks like it's time to draw a new card. Okay, so looking at this map that I've got right now, there are three available ways to go. There's the right-hand turn of the T-junction, where I started the game, and there's two new exits in this cavern that now has four dead giant rats in it. Uh, okay, so let's let's just pick one. I'm just gonna pick the one to the left. It's all it doesn't matter at all. So we'll pick a new card here. I've got a four of hearts. Let's see. The four of hearts says slender twisting tunnel with one exit. Suck in that gut and squeeze through. I'm gonna draw it on my map as a nice twisting skinny tunnel. Now there's nothing else to do here except draw it. Some of the cards have got map features only, some of them have got a little bit of flavor text, some of them have monsters, some of them have other things, but uh, it looks like it's already time to draw a new card. Let's do it. I've got a six of hearts. Six of hearts says, dead end, a cave-in has collapsed this tunnel. Go back. If no other options exist, dig through. Each character loses one hit point due to exhaustion. So if my map had shown that there were just no other ways to go, for example, if I had drawn this 
as the very first cart, I would have to sacrifice some hit points to continue on my journey. But I do have other options, and so I'm just going to backtrack through the twisting tunnel. I'm back into the room where the dead rats, and I'm just going to pick the other exit. And so let's pick a new cart. I've got a Jack of Hearts. What's the Jack of Hearts? Beautiful, natural sanctuary with two exits. I can stay and rest. Each character will regain one hit point. Or I can save it for later for a one-time use. I think I'm going to use it now, but first let me draw it on my map. There's two exits, and again, that's in addition to the one that I came through. And I think that my beautiful, natural scenery is going to be a pool of water. It's going to be a nice sparkling blue pool of water. And I can add one hit point to the fighter. He needs it very badly. He's now got four hit points, but the poor cleric who's diseased will remain at three. Wizard and Thief haven't been touched. Okay, we draw a new card. Here we go. I've got a three of hearts. What's the three of hearts? The Cave of Bats. Let's see, I'm just going to pick one of these two exits and draw a cave. A big one for my Cave of Bats. It's got three exits. Again, it's in addition to the one I came through, making four in total, lots of choices. A lot of these exits, by the way, will never get explored. And that's fine. That's uh, every game um, you'll play. You'll find that it's the same. Three exits. Uh, there are thousands of harmless little bats in here. Okay, just flavor text. I'm gonna draw a couple of bats on my cave in my map, but there's no combat or anything like that. In fact, it's just time to pick a new card. So I'm just gonna pick um, one, two, three. I'm going to pick the third exit and pick a card. I've got the ace. Okay. The ace is a special card and it indicates usually the end of the level. So if I look at my table, it says stairs to level two. If drawn in the first six cards, I have to replace it, reshuffle it, and redraw until I have drawn at least six cards because otherwise you can end the level too early and it's uh, much too easy. Let me just make sure I have drawn six cards. One, two, three, four, five, exactly six. Okay, so that is the end of this level. In fact, that could be the end of the game. This is a, a good place for me if I'm out of time. I could pack it all up, put it on the shelf, and just start the next level in a new session. Well, that's the game, or part of it anyway. We didn't see any traps or treasures or spell castings, but at least there was a combat and a couple of special situations like the dead end and the sanctuary. Actually, I was very lucky in drawing the ace as early as I did, and so that was the shortest game possible. If I had had to keep drawing, and if I would drawn a second combat card, one of my characters probably would not have made it through. It all depends on the dice and the cards. It can be a pretty swingy game. To save time, as I was playing just then, I didn't spend time imagining the situation or describing things. Uh, I didn't even bother to name the characters. You could certainly do all of those things, however, and that could be fun, especially if you're playing with more than one person. Typically, if I'm going solo, I tend to see it all in my head, and so I don't really need to describe things in words. I hope you enjoyed the playthrough. I'll be posting the map on taleofthemanticore.blogspot.com. Uh, if you have any questions, you can reach me uh, either on the blog or through Gmail or social media. If you'd like to see a playthrough of the second level and maybe uh, see some spells in action or some traps in action, I can certainly do that. Just let me know. 
Uh, and if there's interest for that, I'll do one. If this seems like fun to you and you'd like to try it out, you can purchase the game on DriveThruRPG for a buck fifty. All the proceeds go towards maintaining and improving the Tale of the Manticore podcast. Anyway, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And thanks for your ongoing support. I really, really appreciate it. There will be another proper episode of Tale of the Manticore in just a few more days. Until then, bye for now.